Regina Nissan is a presenting sponsor of Off the Hosel Podcast, and this month you can get into the new Nissan during the factory approved sales event, finance the 2021 Nissan Murano during Murano Mania for 0% for 60 months, or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Make sure to head on down to Regina Nissan today at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Harbor Golf Club and Resort offers an exciting challenge to all levels of golf enthusiasts. This 18-hole championship golf course is situated on the bluffs overlooking the scenic Lake Diefenbaker in Elbow, Saskatchewan. Feast your eyes on the panoramic views of miles of sandy beaches, the lake, and our spectacular golf course. Take the opportunity to get away from life's hustle and bustle and support local by planning your next day trip to Harbor Golf. Use off the hosel code on your next booking and get 20% off green fees and a $20 food and beverage voucher for your foursome. Offer not applicable with any other promotion. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode 87, Sydney Crosby edition. Sid. Sid. My name is Drew Kosher. I'm your host. Not joined by Dan or Troy today, but we are joined by stat guy Rip, the intern they call him, Turner Ripplinger. What's going on, Coach? I am buzzing this week. Oh, we got a week. We got a pod. Big great week. interview. Yep. And a whole lot more. But first, we had to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. The number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs Located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan, it's time today you make the switch to drive Nissan. Rip, where are we recording from? We are recording from Divots Indoor Golf, located on Rochdale Boulevard. I don't got the exact address like Troy does. Yeah, just what, what do you usually say, though? Um, what did I say about Divots? Just a great place to come during the winter. Nice yeah. voice crack there, Rip. Dumbass. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, yeah, I love coming here during the winter, working on the game, having some drinks, eating some food, hanging out with some beauty of people. Yeah, it's right across from the Doug Wickenizer Arena in the north end of Regina, Saskatchewan. Rip, as you just mentioned, you're fired up this pod this week. Let's chat about some hockey, some golf, some sports. Uh, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I know it's getting into the, the late August days the, of ball into September this week. Yep. Um, but yeah, first off, what's up with you? What's new? What's going on? Um, well, this week I started school, back at school. Nice. Yeah, so it's always always good to see the boys. Man, I haven't seen some of them for 19 months or so. So yeah. there's some big hugs when I saw them Friday night. Went out for drinks for the boys and hung out. So it was a good time. Now, today's Tuesday dropping, tomorrow Wednesday. So at this time, tomorrow I'll be practicing or just leaving the rink. So, nice. you know what? I'm excited, dude. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Thank you. You're back at it. Back at it. Playing some hockey. Boys are buzzing. What, uh, what's the golf game like right now? 
Golf game is decent. I think I've played twice. Twice since the, the big day of 71 in Elkridge. That was a big day. Yeah, it was a big day. Just retired Just, that day. I should have <laughs> shut her down. Sell my clubs. Yeah, got a big, big match coming up Friday. Gets a couple teammates. You're, oh, yeah. You're oh, involved. Oh, yeah. I'm in that you're one, involved. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, better wake up. Yeah. Turn the rain on. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're playing golf Friday. And, yeah, I'm excited. What did I do this weekend? What did I do? Wasn't the ice I think all weekend? Sunday. Saturday I golfed with you. Yeah. Golfed. No, Sunday we golfed. Sunday we golfed. You golfed nine. And yeah, I played 18 golf. Saturday at Avonlea. Yeah. Looking unbelievable right now out at Long Creek there. Brad, yet again, thanks for everything you guys do for us. Check out Avonlea today. It's money right now. Yeah. And you played it in June. Maybe July, actually. But whatever it was, it was still Yeah, it was still really shape. good. Um, well, this past weekend, when watched a uh, friend of the show, JJ, the Hunter Brothers. How was that? It was so much fun. First concert live in a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. And, dude, they had this... They had, I don't know, a couple thousand people line dancing in the middle of a concert. Really? Yeah, so sick. That's the sick. The whole, like, mosh fit line dancing. <laughs> Nothing better I'm than I'm stepping line on dance. everyone's feet. Like, I'm falling You're wearing over. cleats? Yeah. <laughs> I got my metal baseball cleats on. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Coming through. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Because that's their album. is called Been a Minute, right? That's literally what it's called, I think. Really? Been a Minute. JJ Hunter. JJ. And the boys. It was Hunter the boys. Bros. Yeah, they were good shit that night. That's awesome. I had a lot of fun that night. How, how many corn dogs do you have? You I, I had a big corn dogs with the size of my arm. <laughs> well, that set you back. Yeah. What did it set you back? At 14 bucks? Oh, what was the corn dog? 13, I believe. Yeah. A $13 hot dog <laughs> with a wrap bun. Yeah. I don't know if I can oh, just yeah. pay for that. Dude, thing. it's expensive there. I What did I eat there? Corn dog, brisket sandwich from uh, Darren Zaruka. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wagon. Good Those are good. There. Free ad for Darren. There you go, buddy. Um, what else do I have? Oh, deep fried cheese. Oh, mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and then a big fat elephant ear. That's what I had last week. That was an elephant ear. I haven't heard of that. It's literally just like deep fried dough with icing sugar on it. Oh, you ate healthy on the weekend. Coming right into my season, feel really good. Hopefully, TJ's not listening to this podcast yeah, this week. No kidding. What, um, how was the first meeting with the team? You, you said there was a, a funny story that, you know, your coaches did some, uh, listened to a podcast, but it wasn't ours, but you made a joke, uh, that it might've been our podcast. Yeah. So Todd's going over, he's kind of telling us what his plans are for the year and what we're going to do. And he's kind of trying to, now he's, now it's later in his speech and he's trying to get inspirational. And he's like a couple, couple months ago, listen to a podcast and I and he's like and he's walking around the room but as he says that he's like literally walking right in front of me under my breath I'm like off the hosel <laughs> and all the boys did up <laughs> some guys had some pretty good laughs yeah I love it okay let's go to last week's podcast with Chubbs aka Ty Campbell and KJ aka Kate Johnson uh, a lot of people enjoyed it and we got, got a lot of good reviews people liked the questions we asked they said, a lot of them said that, you know, everything we asked them, you know, they would uh, ask the same question. Yeah. Um, well, for the most part, you carried that interview, so obviously you did a really good job. Thank you. <laughs> that boy. Thank you so much. And uh, oh, a week later, Kay Johnson has a pretty good debut. Yeah. 
playing a hell of a week. Ozzle bump. PEI or whatever it was at the, the oh, I can't even say this word, Brudenell River Classic. Kate Johnson finished seventh place. Also friend of the show, Troy Bulmer finished 44th place. Two uh, sasty boys ripped it up out there. Good point, fellas. Um, local talk also. People wrote in today, talk about the Elk Ridge Open. tapping up in September here. This weekend, I think. Yeah, four, five, six. When's that? This weekend? Yeah, next weekend. Next weekend? Yep. There's a lot of players playing, a lot of amateurs, and I'm excited. Uh, that I don't know if I'm going to up there and cover it. I'm on the ice. I'd love to go, but... Yeah. Um, I wish everyone good luck playing. I heard they, I think it's a five-year deal they have with the McKenzie Tour and the course. So the next five years they'll be playing there. Maybe next year we'll go. Oh. Maybe both If they could it. get it mid-summer. Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be so sick. Because like up, north, up north of all those lakes up there, Waskasu, Emma, so nice. Candle. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah, those places are so nice up there. But if you're playing, what I would say is be prepared that it's going to be a to be a grind you know, yeah. if you're playing a pro event and you know do, do your work do your homework get up early if you can play a practice round too and you know hit it straight elk ridge is not uh it's not a course that you can just smash it anywhere you want so yep. make sure you uh, you know what you're doing a lot of blind tee shots too yeah and make putts yeah make pro putts. golfers make putts they uh those those greens are they're slower than what we have here in regina but they roll so good That's i wonder if I they'll realized. turn them up a bit they, they might well. yeah probably will be nice. You want to go to the PJ talk? Yeah, we can go to PJ. The BMW Championship this past weekend. Patrick Cantley wins in the sixth playoff hole over Brooksy. Sorry, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> uh, Rip, you have more stats than I do on this, but I wanted to get your thoughts on if you watched much of the tournaments. I didn't watch a ton of it. I watched the playoff holes. I watched or I listened on the Sirius XM PGA Tour of Bryson missing a 6 to 10 footer for 59. Yep. Shooting still a hell of a round of 12 under 60. Yeah. Um, walk us through the uh, the event that you watched. Um, well, I didn't want really watch much of it either, but I watched a lot of highlights. And what I realized is as good of well, tornado warning. <laughs> yeah, there's literally a tornado warning as we're recording this, so <laughs> please take cover if you're listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> Bryson, well, he missed that whatever, 6-10 to 10 footer for 59. I think that's what killed him at the end of it. Cantley was just nailing putts left, right, and center. And uh, old Bryson had a few times to close him out and just never did, and Cantley hung around and ended up taking away from him. Brooksy, Bryson. Bryson. I got, here's a good stat. So Cantley was 41 for 41 inside five feet. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's a joke. Wow. And then tw- 10 for 12 from 10 to 15 feet. Imagine how good you'd be if you did that. Well, you'd be on the PGA Tour. But even if you just said want to be an amateur, you had 14 greens and you made everything inside 10 feet. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> Emergency alert. Take cover immediately if threatening. Oh, we're back to the game. I think. Or oh, lost power. What's happening? Oh, this pandemic. All right. Okay. What, uh, rip off the Canadians rip. Canadians, Corey Connors was tied for 22nd at minus 14, and then Mackenzie Hughes is tied for 52nd at minus 5. That's all they had this year, or this, this, week. this week. Yeah, be careful you say my dear carved. Um, <laughs> let's talk about next week's tournament. Where are we at? 
the tour championship in east lake the tour championship yeah big week coming up here the toya the the the, the, the tour. tour oh no you're getting carved <laughs> the uh, the tour the tour championship that's sick though yeah shooter mcgavin's playing <laughs> who's all in this one who's in big names obviously uh, a lot of good players but the the starting i got the starting five so Cantley starting at minus 10 Finau minus eight, Deschambeau at minus seven, Rom at minus six, and Smith at minus five. Those are the top five going into that. It's a big group. That is a big. Well, a lot of players. Big. Yeah. Group of players, sorry. Um, What else we got? On golf? It's happening, whatever you want to talk about. Or baseball. Hockey. Hockey, baseball, what's up? Let me go to hockey. Um, Oh, Carolina. Offer sheet, Cockney Yeah, what are they offered in? S- Six point one million for one year with a twenty dollars signing bonus. <laughs> Do you know what the twenty dollars simulates? Or I saw that. That's what I was curious about. That's why I wanted to ask you. Uh, Sebastian Alha was number twenty. Oh. So last summer, <laughs> Montreal oh, did the right. same thing to Carolina. <laughs> Sunk. Suck on that one. I so, like that. It's and funny. S- yeah, so Kakinami said yes to it. So Montreal has to match it or they lose them. Wow. Yeah. And Carolina picks him up. But Carolina has to give up a first and a third. What do you think Ajo does? Does he wear two? What do you mean? Doesn't he, he wear 20? He wears 20. And what does Kotanemi? I don't know. 15. Maybe. So what does the $20 mean? Ajo is, wears number 20. So they like. Because Montreal did the same thing to Carolina last summer. So it's kind of a oh, suck on this. Okay. We'll get it right back to you. A little troll. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm with you. Now I'm with you. Brains yeah. up to speed. There we go. Perfect. What else we got in the hockey world? Uh, not much going Western on. Western Hockey League camp opened up today. As yeah. This has been dropped. I know the paths are going. Yep. What are the Warriors doing? I, uh, Warriors are going, I believe, the 6th or the 7th. Oh, a couple weeks later. Well, next week. Yeah, Uncle Jay was over at the house Monday night, so yesterday night. Nice. Hanging out, doing his thing. He, uh, yeah. He's getting excited. I mean, like, there's all local hockey starting up here. Yeah. Patsy, Patsy Camp was last weekend, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Ours in two weeks. Yeah. Evans going get going go. here. Hopefully we can, uh Cougs are getting fired up here. Cougs are growing. Hoping to get some hockey going this year. Uh baseball rip. Let us mention off the record. Um what's happening here in the in the baseball world. What do I need to know? What um, do I need to watch come playoff ball? Playoff ball. Well, there's a tight race between I wanna say four teams in the AL for the wild card, so that's each. That's how you get in the playoffs. So each yep. division does two teams, and then two wild card teams get in from each con- or each league. If you get what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. The Blue Jays have this one relief pitcher that I absolutely hate, Brad Hand. He sucks, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just been terrible ever since they got him. They just sent him down for uh, what do you call it? An assignment. Conditioning stint. Yeah. Oh Suck boy. on that one, Brad. Figure it out. Because <laughs> Jays are in that race right now. Really? And that's so he's a reliever pitch relief pitcher and that's that's their weakness at this moment is they've given up tons of leads late in the game. Thanks to Brad and some other guys, but mostly Brad because he sucks. <laughs> Just carving major leaguers right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got for baseball. I love it. Yeah. What else we got? Nothing. Nothing. What do you got? I don't know a whole lot today, but I do want to bring up our guest today. Is that, is that okay yeah. with you? Well, it's your podcast. Well, it's the boys. It's Yeah, it's our podcast. Um, 
first round draft pick in the 2021 NHL draft. He's a stud. On and off the ice. Yep, great kid. Yep. Super skilled. Played in the Western League at what, 15? Couple games? Yep. Five games? Four games? Then 16. Then the U show. Now he's drafted to the show. Yeah. Uh, Cole Sillinger. A little silly. Son of Mike Sillinger, the youngest of the three brothers. They're all great kids. Mike's a great dude. Great yep. family. Um, Good job, Carla. <laughs> we had a great chat with him last week before he he's going away now, right? So he's, we might have missed him, actually, because he probably leaves right away. He leaves within the next day or two. I think Wednesday. I guess that's tomorrow. Yeah, today is his podcast yeah, drop. Yeah. So we would have definitely got him on. Yeah. Got him in person. It's a great audio. Uh, we have about 30 minutes with Cole. He talks about all the way from playing Adam Hockey for your dad and all the way up to, you know, wearing the, the Maple Leaf for Team Canada. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. He was really uh, professional. He was good. We got to op- open up him a little bit, which is nice. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, thoughts on the pod before we wrote it, Rip? Um, I had a great time with a little silly. I got the not. I guess I I somewhat grew up with him, but I got to watch him grow up too. He's 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 a great young man. You know, he's fun to hang out with. I golfed a couple times last week, and man, he's a character. He's he's fun to be around with. He's fun to be around, and um, it's a hell of a pod. And you know what he's done, man? Probably 50 interviews in the last two weeks because of the NHL and uh, World Junior Camps and stuff like that. So it was, it was good to get him out and. Get him in studio. Awesome. Okay, well, here's Cole Sillinger. We hope you guys enjoy it. Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter and Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter and Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms. Alrighty, we're pleased to be joined today by a guy that's from Regina, Saskatchewan, AAA phenom, first rounder in the Western Hockey League, recently picked in the first round to the Columbus Blue Jackets, 12th overall, rookie of the year in Sioux Falls, stub with the Mesonat Tigers, and with all that, we are pleased to have join us today, Cole Sillinger. Thanks for having me on, Coach and Rip. Absolutely. No problem, buddy. <laughs> was I was I correct there? Was it rookie of the year in yeah. Sioux Falls? Yeah. Is that any good? So right off the intro, I mean, you're pretty good, so it's just... Uh, kudos to that um usually on this podcast as rip knows we you know touch base and go hey how are things back in the old days but you're only like what are you 17 18 18 now so it's tough to go all the way back but let's talk about um you know just what you were doing as a young cole cylinder growing up in uh wherever you grew up i guess regina here yeah played uh i guess yeah when my dad finished his career moved moved back here and uh Played the majority of my minor hockey, and then uh, you know played spring hockey here as well. Coached by Rip's dad and and Jamie here, two good coaches. And uh, yeah, my first year I moved away was actually 
Uh, my Bantam draft year moved out to Penticton. Both my brothers were playing there. My dad accepted a job. So it um, kind of made sense for, for me to go down there for our family to be together one last time. And then um, you know, after that, my, my junior career started. So, yeah, like you said, it's uh, earlier on in my career, but I've been bouncing around a little bit. Wow, you're just a professional, hey? <laughs> Veteran. <laughs> Veteran interview. He's done about 300 interviews in the last three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> okay, well, then let's just spin this back a little bit. When you're playing... Like, I don't know, younger sports when you're younger. Like, what were you playing? Baseball, hockey, football? Like, what kind of other sports were you doing Golf. besides hockey? Yeah, played every every sport. I mean, uh, in in elementary school, yeah, volleyball, basketball, badminton. I mean, everything you name it. Um, only other two were competitively would be golf and lacrosse. Stopped playing lacrosse um, in my grade nine year and, you know, I guess took golf a little lighter as, as well. I, I hung out with Cole quite a bit as he's grown up. Not a big deal. Cole's <laughs> one of these assholes that's good at everything. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Just natural athletes. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> so, fuck you, Cole. <laughs> okay, well, you just mentioned, too, you went over to play in, for the Okanagan prep team, and mm-hmm. you, you had quite the success over there. Uh, you mentioned your dad took a job. Um, you know, walk us through that success of playing a young age out in the, at the prep school there. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the the first time. I mean, Growing up in, in minor hockey here, it's not like, I mean, you have a practice like three or four times a week and then yeah. no games on the weekend. So um, there's really no off-ice training or anything like that. So um, it was a real eye-opener when I went down there um, in BC. They had us like on a real good training program um, on the ice, you know, seven days a week, skill coaches, everything like that. So um, it, it kind of taught me the kind of the pro way. So that was good in a sense. And I uh, no, thought that um, no, took took all the stuff that they were saying and, and just kind of driven my success. I mean, uh, no, I had real good teammates down there. Um, Dixon Ward, Turner knows him. Yeah, Wardle. Beauty, yeah. Um, no, his son was playing for the Vs, went through the academy as well. Um, but, yeah, he's got a real good program down there and uh, no treats us like pros, which is awesome. You'd love to hear it. Still, I want to talk about the 2018-2019 season with the Virginia Pack Canadians. Yeah. Uh, as a rookie, I believe you led the team in scoring. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. 76 points in 39 games. Incredible. You know, actually, at one point when I was playing AAA, I, I was leading the lead in scoring for like yeah. a month and a half, so not a big deal there. But uh, alongside playing four games with the Tigers, that 15-year-old year, correct? Yeah. Um, walk us through your first year of the Pac Canadians and your only year, but just uh, all the success that you had. Yeah, I mean, uh, coming out, coming back, I moved back here as, as a young guy, 15-year-old, I mean, it's been a kind of a dream of mine ever since uh, you know, I watched my brothers go through the programs to, to play for the Pat C's. Um, you know, around town here, they got a kind of a high profile. Um, you know, Darren McKechnie is a the coach there, and uh, he's a real good coach. And uh, you know, we had a real strong team. Um, we we kind of shit the bed in the Max Cup a little bit, but uh, you know, towards the second half, we, we really had made a run to, to go to the telescope. Ended up we lost in, uh, in the finals against Notre Dame. But yeah, through the entire year, I mean, we had a little bit of injuries, which sucked um, on our team. Um, had to kind of bring in a bunch of APs throughout the year, but um, yeah, individually, you no know, had uh, you no know, Karagat and, and I guess Carson White or, or whoever on my wingers, um, you no know, for the majority of the year. And yeah, we just clicked and uh, you no know, found some success that way. And uh, overall, real good year. I'm gonna ask a, a, a question. I mean, usually you ask this to people at the latter portion of their career, but you, you seem to found success from like Bantam to now, like. When was it like, wow, like scoring goals is pretty easy for me and like it, it comes often and early? Um, I mean, never really like a, a certain point. I mean, uh, I think that's just kind of my game and how I play. Uh, you know, I see myself as a goal scorer, um, you know, whether it's it was in Midget, whether it was in Bantam, um, in the Western Hockey League, USHL, um, something I was just trying to find and, and something I really work on in practice is, I mean, going down on the goalies, um, always trying to shoot to score. I think that just translate, it translates to my game very well. 
So you go 11th overall to the Medicine Hat Tigers uh, that year, right? Correct? Or the year before that, right? Before, yeah, year before. Year before. That. Year before uh, you play four games for the Tigers as a 15-year-old. Did that, you know, really help your success to where you are now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, no, they were nice enough to give me a couple games in Regina. So, I mean, that was pretty uh, pretty special for me. But, I mean, yeah, I played four games, and I, I played the entire playoffs with them. Um, when I was 15, I think it was like six games, uh, the first round against Edmonton Oil Kings. And I mean, uh, no, that summer I kind of knew um, the league and, and knew the whole culture and the organization and knew how hard I had to work um, if I wanted to have success as a 16-year-old. And uh, no, I kind of just went in there at 16. I already knew the whole team, knew the organization. So kinda, it was nice to have that part out of the way. And uh, no, I give a lot of credit to my teammates there. Um, they they kind of just let me be myself and play with confidence as a young guy. So that's for sure key to, to my success now. Love it. Um, I want to ask about the draft, the Western League draft. I mean, you go 11th to the Tigers. Was there any point, you know, coming to Regina or, I mean, did you know you were going to Manhattan right away or kind of thing or how did that all work out? Uh, no, I had no idea. I mean, that whole year I was like, I mean, not 50-50, but I had no idea if I wanted to go to college or, or the Western Hockey League, right? I mean, right. I know you see both my brothers went to, went to college. My dad went to Western Hockey League. Um, didn't really know the best development path for myself at the time and uh, no when we're getting closer and closer to the draft day teams, would be like, okay, if we, if we pick you, you got to come here. I'm like, well, I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to give you that definite answer yet. Yeah. So um, I, I was kind of a wild card through that draft. I mean, I had no idea where I was going to end up. And um, I'm just glad that Medicine Hat picked me. And, you know, I guess took a chance on me, sort of say. And uh, when I went down there, I fell in love with the place and uh, knew it was a place for me. That's awesome. Well, how's your time been with the Tigers thus far? I mean, I know Turner, uh, your your dad and I had a bet going that – I said you scored 25 goals. He said it's 20. You, you know, you, you kind of split us in the middle there, yeah. scoring 22 <laughs> and 31 assists in uh, 48 games. Uh, you know, walk us through your first full season. I mean, it seems like I don't know. I don't know what it is, but Medicine Hat, Red Deer, Kelowna just always seem to produce good teams every year. And there's never like a, a rebuild. It's more of a yeah. reload mentality. Uh, walk us through that experience. I mean, your first year with uh, with the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, it was great. I came in at 16, and uh, no Willie Desjardins. He came back. I mean, longtime NHL coach, coached the World Juniors, coached the Olympics. So, I mean, anytime you have a guy with that experience, you're going to want to, I mean, take take whatever he has to say and uh, take it to heart. Um, no, he he was no, he put me in positions that I did dealt with in the past, and you no, know, I got power play time, and you know, I was playing a key role, key top six role in the team. So, um, I, I like to think that I made the most of my opportunity there. And you know, like I said earlier, I give a lot of credit to my linemates. They uh, they just allow me to, to be myself and, and play my game. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I got injured after after Christmas there, which was tough. Missed uh, missed some games. Um, That's why you didn't win the bet. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, the U17 tournament was also there. Um, kind of my first time um, putting on a Canadian jersey. It was actually a medicine hat. So um, nice. that, that was pretty special as well. And then, um, yeah, it was tough, tough ending. I mean, we had a real good team. Um, I like to think that you know, we were the one of the hard, hardest working teams in the league and toughest team to play against. Uh, you know, that was kind of our year to win. Uh, it was special. And, uh, no, COVID kind of sucked. It put the end of the whole league there. Rip, you got anything? Uh, nothing right now. Keep going. Okay, well, you brought up COVID year. And, you know, you're a lot more fortunate than, you know, other players yeah. getting, the, you know, born in the States and, you know, having that dual citizenship. Um we know that you could play down south, but mm -hmm. some of our listeners may not know. So why don't you walk us through that whole, um, you know, experience that you went going down to Sioux Falls and, you know, playing there? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was at the end of August where Sioux Falls just listed me. Um, no, Marty Murray, he's the head coach and GM there. He kind of knew that um, the States was in a position to play. 
or have a normal year sort of say in the Western Hockey League um, was still getting pushed back further and further. And uh, it was actually I was actually down there um, in October because the Western Hockey League gave all, all players released till December 20th, I think the right. date was. And, uh, no, I chose to go down there rather than going over to North America or, or, or over to Europe or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I was down there. But there were still some transfer issues um, with Hockey Canada, USA Hockey, Medicine Hat, and Sioux Falls. So um, I was down there for about three weeks, had to come back, didn't play a game. Um, which sucked, but I mean, in, in a way, it was good because I got to kind of get back in the thick of things yeah. and uh, no meet the whole organization, meet my teammates down there, and uh, no, I had to really make a decision before January 10th. And uh, the Western Hockey League came out with their with their kind of development plan of a 24 game season, um, but I mean, it was still in the government's hands. I mean, the gov- government could have shut it down at any point. True. And uh, in the first half, the, um, Sioux Falls specifically, but the whole USHL. Um, had a normal year. They had fans going. They kind of had, you know, if a guy got COVID, they kind of had the, the COVID protocols lined up and, and knew what to do. Um, so, um, you know, in, in my time off, you know, 10, 11 months off, I believe that you know, I did everything I possibly could to make myself a, a better player, a better person. I want to make sure I had the, you know, the chance to, to prove that to myself. And, I mean, it, it was my draft year. So, um, you know, playing games is uh, the most was the most important thing to me at the time. And, um, you know, I give give kudos to, to Willie there, my, my coach, Medicine Hat, and all my whole Tiger teammates. They were um, no, super supportive of me, um, kind of taking advantage of me being a dual citizenship or having a dual citizenship and, and heading down to the States. And, uh, and I'll give a lot of credit to, to my Sioux Falls teammates for, for opening me up with no open arms and uh, allow me again to, to be the player I wanted to be. Dude, this Sioux Falls barn oh, is so sick. Yeah, it's I remember, wild. Yeah, like I'm looking at a picture right now. But I remember when I played in Penn, we had a couple USA Chell guys come back and play with us. Yeah. And that's that's all I talked about is the Sioux Falls barn. Like. Yeah. When it was sold out, this place was bumping. We sold it out this year too during COVID. Like there was no restrictions. Yeah. Really? Like we had it seats like over like over ten thousand five hundred, I think. And we had like ten thousand four hundred in there this year. Yeah, it's it was crazy. Yeah. You posted an Insta. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah. And like all the boys, me, Calder, Huey, we were all sitting back in yeah. Canada. Like, fuck you, Sil. Yeah. <laughs> it was unreal. I mean, we had so many special night like we had pink and rank, like um, the wiener dog night. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh I'd be there for sure. Yeah, you went viral. Was, yeah, I'd be there for it sure. It was right? unreal. Yeah. Wiener dogs. Yeah. I, at the time, actually. Um, the storm get a poutine yeah. night. The top three uh, <laughs> or the top two, um, I guess, what do you call it? Like like most attended Attendance, games yeah. was the Super Bowl was one and we were two. Really? In North America. And That's wild. Yeah, it was unreal. You guys yeah. won that area, I hope, right? Yeah, we won okay, 7-1. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> shit kicking. Point night. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, and I think that I asked earlier, but you win Rookie of the Year in Sioux mm-hmm. Falls. Um, walk us through that, but also not 44. You, you end up wearing 34 like uh, AM 34 Austin Matthews. So, Snapping it. <laughs> uh, why not the 44? And, well, yeah, walk us through the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I went down there. I didn't really know I was a rookie. Like, like my team didn't treat me like a rookie. Well, no one really gets treated like a rookie anymore, but – um, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> kind of just uh, not an unexpected award, but yeah. um, something I didn't really know I was in, in the lineup or in the line for. I only played half the season. wasn't My mind wasn't really on no accolades at the time. Just wanted to you know, help Sioux Falls do as best as they could. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, a good award to win, and I'm, I'm honored to accept that. Um, and yeah, I was down there. I went down there halfway through the year, and a guy was already 44, Michael Sitar, and he was. Uh, He's been there for a couple of years, so wasn't going to take 44 from him, but yeah, 44 is my number. You buy him a Rolex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say sorry, buddy. He's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take two. Yeah, I'll buy you a Slurpee <laughs> for your number. 
Okay, let's say to the most probably exciting day, you know, obviously in, in your hockey career at this point. You drafted in the National Hockey League, 12th overall. Uh, 11th pick. 11th pick, 12th <laughs> yeah. overall. Your old man gets picked at 11 to Detroit. Yeah. I really thought you were, you were going to be wearing the, you know, the red wheel there with the wings yeah. with him being drafted there. But you go 12, 11th pick. Your dad was 11th, 11th pick. Um, walk us through that whole day, that experience. Um, yeah, just what it meant to you and your family. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it, it was a weird year um, just because so many people weren't really playing and, and stuff like that. And, um, no, I believe that after, I mean, Power and Beneers there, was a, it was a pretty wide-open draft class. I mean, um, no, anybody in the top, I mean, 15, you could argue that could have went from anyway, Like, the order could have changed from 5 to 15, and anybody can went in those yeah. places. So, um, come draft day, it was, no, again, I really had no idea. Like, it was so up in the air. I mean, I missed U18s, and um, that was a pretty pretty highly viewed tournament for the draft. Yeah. And, uh, no, yeah, it was just uh, no real fun day. I had my, you know, all my family and friends, and uh, no, some of my teammates from Medicine Hat, and some of my ex-coaches. We were all at the rooftop that night, and uh, oh, were um, we ever? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time, and um, yeah, just just up up until the draft, I was super busy doing all these draft interviews and, and stuff like that, and uh, no, just teams wanted to get to know me and know my personality, um, w- which was good, but in a way, I mean, makes you a little bit nervous, and yeah, uh, you kind of have to set aside everything else and. And make sure you're on top of uh, on top of your draft interviews and stuff like that. But um, yeah, uh, no, I actually had no idea Columbus made the trade. So whole draft day, I wasn't on my phone. Like it was kind of just a day for myself. I mean, leading up to that, the whole week was uh, was I was on my phone doing doing everything. Um, but yeah, so I just made sure I set my phone aside, and I had no idea Columbus made the pick. So when I was or made the trade. So when I was sitting in the draft room, like we saw the whole draft, I'm like. Or Chicago, because Chicago had that pick. I'm like, right. oh god, Columbus has has this pick here, and uh, no, it was a possible. I knew they were interested in me. Um, no, every time we had we had a conversation, um, no, I thought the communication was very well with them, and um, no, yeah, just super happy. I know everything kind of worked out the way it did. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna stay on the draft interviews. Um, was there anyone that was there any teams that kind of stuck out to you, and like you know you hear about the the story about Kirby Dock and girled by Iserman? Yeah. And his draft, did anything happen to you that remotely like that? Um, a little bit. I mean, uh, New York, actually, they asked, uh, they asked some pretty tough questions. Um, one that sticks out, it's like, if there's a, they worded it weird. They worded it, like, super confusing. But, like, uh, it was like, there's a person in this world that hates you the most. Why do they hate you? So that's, that's a pretty tough question to answer for me. <laughs> and, like, I mean, any time a GM asks a question, like, I mean, when do you think you can make the National Hockey League? Or, yeah. or why should we draft you? I mean, um, no, that those are questions you just have to you no know, answer honestly and stuff like that. But yeah, no, nothing about. <laughs> I guess Eiserman, he he did grill me a little bit. Um, he uh, he asked if I still or if I uh, um, use beers as protein shakes like my dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I do. Did a good gig about that one. But yeah, no, n- nothing too crazy for the most part. They were all uh, pretty standard and, and pretty similar. Did your dad play with them when they're yeah, he was uh, right? he, he broke in the league when he was the stud there. Yeah, fuck yeah. that was sick. Yeah, Stevie Y. Yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you just got back from World Junior Camp, correct? Yeah, yeah, about a month ago now. Okay, walk us through that quickly, and then we'll jump into some uh, our questions from the gallery here. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, ever since I um, no tested positive for COVID and couldn't go to the U18s, um, it, it was something on my mind um, that you know, I wanted to be at that camp and um, kind of trained all summer with my mindset of, of wanting to go to that camp. So when I got the call um, that I was going to be there, um, no, I was super honored, but uh, no, very excited to get down there. And I uh, know it was two teams. We we split away like 40, 
46 guys, I think, were there. So, yeah, two teams. And uh, it was kind of just a week, get to know each other, um, no practicing, and then uh, no finished with, with uh, three games in four days. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got to play with Kent Johnson a little bit, um, another Columbus fifth overall pick, and uh, no Colbert Fetty a little bit. He was actually my roommate. Um, no two really good guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, game one uh, was pretty good. I thought I played pretty well, um, competed hard, but um, didn't really get any puck luck. And, and game two is just kind of – Kind of that way for everybody. Um, low scoring game. Um, no guys' legs really started feeling it after yeah. a tough week of practicing and mm -hmm. working out and stuff like that. And uh, no game three was, was pretty good. We mixed with the with the top U18 guys. So uh, yeah, the U18s were there because they couldn't go to the Holinka. So the top right. guys from there mixed with us and uh, um, no had a pretty good game there. It was a high scoring game and and found the back net a couple times, which was uh, four it's, times. It, it's always good. <laughs> it's always good to. <laughs> to leave camps like that on a good note, I mean, uh, no, you're only good as your last game, the old yeah. saying. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it'll be, no, the World Junior team will be a real good team this year. And, uh, no, I'm no honored to, to kind of be in a spot to, to try to push to make that team. Wow. I love it. Okay, let's go to our questions from the gallery here. I have some, Rip. I'm sure you'll have some popping out of your brain right away here. Yep. But brought to you by Molson Coors. Meet new busy hard seltzer with 100 calories per 355 milliliters. This variety pack has something for everyone to enjoy, including pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, strawberry kiwi, and black cherry lime flavors. I know Rip and myself love the diesel few of these on the golf course, so <laughs> if you're out and about, <laughs> grab a busy. All right. More hard sales there. First one here. How's the golf game still? I heard you were like Jovo yesterday, just up and down king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been all over all summer. I mean, uh, I'm about a six, seven cap right now. So, I mean, not bad. Uh, get, off, get off the tee well. Usually my second shot hurts me. Um, usually it's a little, yeah, I either push it, hook it. It's, it bothers me, pisses me off. But, yeah, I was uh, put it for yesterday. I was going up and down pretty well. But, um Putter's been putter's been hot this summer, which is yeah, good. Yeah, it was I mean, dialed. Uh, I got a, got a good stroke and use that to my advantage. But yeah, I mean, not too great, not as good as you two. Well, <laughs> yeah, we we battle ourselves every day. <laughs> We're grinding every day. Yeah. You don't want to rip me? Yeah, rip off you. All right. Keep ripping off. I have a couple here for you. Best locker room story thus far that you can tell. Uh, that's I got to think a little bit about that one here. Um, Honestly, a good, good story that I always tell the guys. I mean, it's golf-related, too. Um, when I, every um, Easter, my dad or my family goes down to, to Arizona together, and, uh, and my dad's got, you know, he's good buddies with Ray Whitney when he played and, and Shane wizard. Down. Yeah, and, uh, and Len Berry. So um, we usually get together on Easter supper and, and have a nice, nice meal. And uh, Tyson Berry's actually there. And uh, I remember walking in, but Tyson Berry had McKinnon by his side. I'm like... Me and Luca, oh, Owen wasn't there at the time. Uh, he was somewhere. I think he was in Bemidji. He was his first year in Bemidji. And uh, me and Lucas look at each other. We're like, that's McKinnon. That's we're, like, we're like, oh, God. And then, uh, yeah, it just ended up. We had a, we had a nice uh, Easter dinner. Then for the whole remainder of the week, like, we were playing golf. We were going for suppers. Um, we were hanging by the pool, shopping, like, everything. You name it. I'm like, this is Nathan McKinney. He's starting to be my buddy. Like, he's a beauty. <laughs> and he's a real good golfer, by the way. And you're too. just calling him Sam the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that, that's a story I always tell the guys. I mean, uh, no, he's just such a real good guy. He's got a lot of compete. Same with Barry. I mean, um, yeah. and he's still, we st like, he's texted me on draft night, texted me when I, when I signed and, and stuff like that. So it's pretty special um, for, for myself. Absolutely. Locker room DJ in Medicine Hat or Sioux Falls? In Medicine Hat, it was Ryan Chazowski, my lineman. He's a guy's nasty. Oh, he's sick. He actually signed out in uh, in Toronto Marley, so he's down nice. there right now. 
in in Sioux Falls, I had it a little bit. I played some played some DJ music. Um, Will Deneen, he also played it. Um, he's a Amer- American kid going to Yale next year, so oh, smart, smart guy. Yeah, yeah real <laughs> yeah. smart. But yeah, <laughs> bumping um, the books for me. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. I'd say chizowski has got the best music. He's playing guy Mozart. Uh, what were you playing then? What's your go? Yeah, to? what's a go-to tunes in the room? Ah, uh, I mean, I like playing country. So, like, if it's a pregame skate, I'll I'll hop on, yeah. play some country for the guys, make sure everyone's staying loose. But I leave like the rap and all that EDM stuff up to other guys. Yeah. That's the wild stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. that's the wild I, stuff. That's sh- stuff I don't have. I though. struggle playing yeah. that stuff too. If I'm, on, if I'm on, if I'm on Ox, I can yeah. I can rip out country. Someone wants rap. No clue. Yeah. Play that one song right now. It's Friday. <laughs> yeah, there's one. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so lowest golf round, if you can recall what it is. 70. I shot a 70 this nice. year at Wascani. Yeah, two under. I was actually playing with wow. Huey, Glenner, um, and I think it was Adam Kidd was, was, nice. my, uh, was my foursome. And yeah, I was, was striping at that. I, didn't, I made one, actually made one double bogey on the front nine, so it was two over on the front nine, part of the thing else, and then four birdies in the back, two under. Dialed. Oh, yeah, dialed. Have a day. <laughs> I just went dash one, blew myself on it, and he goes, eh, 70. <laughs> Okay, do you, and I could be wrong on, on the year of this, but I'm pretty sure it's Adam. Do you remember in Adam who the coach was that took you off the ice, just or called the timeout, just so you, you did some rest? I remember this game. <laughs> Ripper. So, Todd Rars. Todd Rars. <laughs> no, so, well, so Todd coached Silly and Adam, and yeah. he, had, he had my brother Calder. He also had little Huey Blake. Wagon. And, yeah, this team was a wagon. They were Regina Wild, yeah. and they're – I don't know. I want to say it was the semifinals or quarterfinals. The Regina tournament. The Regina tournament. Yeah. So Silly's played this 60-minute game. Silly's played 56 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and then he's he's probably finishing up a seven-minute shift, <laughs> and he's dead tired. And there's two minutes left in the game, <laughs> and the other team calls a timeout. Todd's like, oh fucking right. He's like massaging Cole's legs, like trying to get him ready to go. Cole goes out, snaps one home, ties the game. And then they, go. I don't know if he went and scored the game winner again, but I think it might have been Huey actually. Yeah, then, the then they they win it. Yeah. <laughs> this coach calls a timeout. Cole wouldn't have played for the last two minutes because he was dying on the bench. Season off. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Was so much I'm, fun. Sure, oh, yeah. I'm sure the other parents were happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, still played twelve minutes the last eight minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's uh, ultimate foursome on the golf course. Like, can pick anybody or yeah, anybody yeah. now. Um, I'd probably pick Matthews. I mean, he's my favorite player. Turner. Calder, Blake. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matthews, Tiger Woods, because he's my favorite golfer. And uh, uh, I'd probably pick my dad, honestly. Yeah, yeah that's fair, yeah. That's a, yeah. a good foursome. It's a hell of a foursome. I have three more. Yeah. I don't know you got Keep going. Uh, you kind of mentioned already, but worst part of your golf game? Second shots. Long Second irons. Shots, yeah. yeah. Long Four irons. Five irons. And you you, you need those hybrid you, irons, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I only have a three wood and... I can't hit that, so I'm screwed. He went driver off the deck yesterday, yeah. nuked it. Nuked it, yeah. He goes driver <laughs> off the deck rather than three wood. Like Jose Taylor. Psycho. Okay, uh, two me- two questions here, both meal questions. Uh, pre-game meal and a cheat meal because it looks like you don't eat anything bad. So uh, pre-game meal pre-game and a cheat meal. meal. would be uh, chickpea pasta with chicken and uh, no, whether it's meat sauce or tomato sauce, not too picky about that. And uh, Caesar salad, and if there's an oatmeal cookie there, I'll eat an oatmeal cookie. Oh. So that that's my. Don't spoil yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oatmeal, hold oh. the oatmeal. <laughs> I might lose an ab. <laughs> yeah, that's my my go-to. Um, and a, a cheat meal for me. Um, I kind of got a, like a sweet tooth for chocolate. So like a, I mean a chocolate cake. 
Oh, that's that's a good dessert. <laughs> I bought two chocolate bars today. I ate one. I just my ass will shake for a week oh, now. <laughs> before we started this, I had two McDoubles and a poutine. <laughs> <laughs> There's my cheat meal. That's my lunch. Okay, uh, I have to ask about, about the pregame meal though. So yeah. y- you said what is what what was it? Chickpea pasta and chicken. So if you're on the road, like, is, is the coach like is Willie the one? Hey, like we need this for sale. Like, no, I'll just eat the normal pasta and, okay. and chicken. Yeah, we usually have a like oh, so pretty pretty ho- good variety on the okay. road. Yeah. yeah, they're like, no, sorry, Seal, you're getting a Boston brute. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we usually get pretty good meals on the road. I mean, there's yeah. usually a variety of like whatever type you want, and then like a meat, like if it's a salmon, if it's a chicken. So it's, we're pretty good that way. We don't really cheap out, which is awesome. Nice. Um, I got it's two part here. What's your favorite road trip in the dub, and then your favorite road trip in the U show? Um, I missed out on a good one. I missed out on the BC roadie. I was Tough. super pissed about that. It was during the U 17s, and I was like a two week road trip, and I was kind of really upset that I had to miss that. Um, but I guess missed it for a good thing. So my favorite one was when we came through. We did the Regina. We played Regina, and we went up to Brandon, went to Winnipeg, yep. played them twice, came back to Regina. It was about a week. Um, it, it was pretty fun. I mean, especially you're coming through Regina. Yeah, you're, you're, you're staying here. You get to I mean, maybe text your buddy, go for supper with them or, or whatnot. But, yeah, that was my for sure my favorite one. Down in the USHL, we, we didn't travel over to the East Division. I mean, it would have been pretty cool going to Chicago yeah. or, or some nice cities like that. Um, we really only traveled like two, three hours away from Sioux Falls. Um, Omaha was pretty nice. I mean, they, they got a good bar, made a pretty good setup there, pretty good weekend road. Yeah. So I'd probably say that. Okay, you use black tape in your four games with the Medicine Hat Tigers, and now you use a full sock now. Like, what? what? <laughs> Why the change? And, and you prefer the sock? Honestly, like, in, in summer skates, I always wa- always use white tape. Like, I don't know why that is. I just never never use black tape. I used black tape my whole midget career. And then uh, I, that summer, I just switched to white tape because you're doing summer skills, like doing that Power Pro stuff, like to see the puck. Um, and then I just, I guess I felt good and, and used that my entire year and, and still use it. But um, not really sure why. I'll, I'll grab any tape. I mean, I'm not that superstitious. He's um, not like you. If I'm, if I'm, I'm attention maybe, detail. <laughs> maybe if I go in a little drought or something like that, I'll switch it to black tape or, or maybe throw some puck marks on my white tape or something like that. But yeah, not too, not too uh, superstitious about that. Okay, I have like one more about like just like hockey, but it's more like you getting like ready for the game. Like, what do you like? What's like a are you pregame napping? Like, what's your yeah. what's kind of all your your your? Let's day. just do a day in the life of Cole yeah. Sunday. Okay, so uh, it de- it depends if we skate if we play the night before. I won't pregame skate, but if we don't play the uh, the night before, then I'll pregame skate. So, um, yeah, pregame skate after that. Um, no stretch, ice bath, kind of just shoot the shoot the guys, stay loose during the morning, and then uh, you know have a, a small lunch. And then, uh, yeah, I'm a big napper. Like, I'll nap for, like, if I have the time, I'll nap for three hours. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll be out Same from, way. yeah, I'll be out from, really? like, 12 to 1. But then I'll wake up in the middle of my pregame nap. I'll eat my pregame meal, so my, my pasta and chicken, Caesar salad. And I'll go back to sleep for an hour and then wake up, shower, get my suit on, get ready to go. And then, um, no, at the rink, I'm not, not, not too bad about, you know, all that superstitious stuff. I just try to stay loose and uh, you know, kind of just hang out with the guys, listen to music. And, uh, no, just make sure my, all my sticks are ready. I have to have, like, three or four sticks ready just in case I want to grab a new one as the game goes on. But other than that, I'm, no, I'm not, not too worried about putting what skate on first or anything like <laughs> you that. You sewer ball guy? Yeah, I play sewer. Um, I usually play two games. Um, I, I play the, the team game and then the game before that. Yeah. Drink coffee, take a shit, 
like usual, like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I played Super Bowl one time and I like got kicked in the nose with the ball and never played again. <laughs> never played again. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm I, done. I sit in the room and I just talk, tell yeah. stories. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of the same way. So, but. did you learn that like from your dad or, or other pros, like not to skate on certain days and morning skates and like not pregame naps? I or? think it's just just for me on how I feel. I mean, every time, like I don't because we're, we're practicing all week, right? So if we play say say a Friday game, I mean, I don't need to skate twice Friday, twice Saturday, yeah. and then skate all week. So just kind of, um, I kind of learned that um, that's when I play my best is when I, when I take Saturday morning off, if we play Friday, and then, I mean, maybe it's do some little extra stretches or stay in the ice bath a little longer, maybe do a contrast between uh, ice bath and hot tub, and um, st- still nap. I always still nap, but, yeah, it just kind of depends uh, as our schedule, too. I mean, if we're, if we're playing, you no know, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, then maybe we won't pregame skate that much as well. And uh, I mean, I- even the second half of the year, I mean, guys on our team, even in Sioux Falls, didn't really skate at all just yeah. because, uh, you know, how, how, just the way it works. It's a grind. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, who, who's the best player you've ever played with and who's the best player you've ever played against? Uh, played with, um, I mean, Jimmy Hamblin's. I think he's yeah. so underrated. He's Sick. he's a stud. Your first year. Um, yeah, my first year. He's yeah. I mean, he's probably the the best player I've ever played with. Such a good, great, great guy, great captain. Um, was kind of my mentor through that whole year. So um, a lot of respect for him in that in that way. Um, played against the big cousins. I mean, I've he was on Left Bridge and uh, yeah. we we played him eight times. He's by yeah. far hand like he just controls the game. He like that he's was a unit too. That, yeah, that was a year like in the World Juniors. He was they like they won him and Addison like they <laughs> ran the power play in Lethbridge and on Team Canada. So yeah. yeah, they were clinics. I mean, he's so strong, so powerful, tough to get knocked out the puck. And same um, division. I think, too. I, yeah, I think his shot's so underrated. I mean, no one really talks about his shot. It's always like his horse mentality and like his, his playmaking ability. But I mean, his shot is yeah. so lethal as well. Rip you anymore? Um. You know what? We'll talk about. We'll go back to golf here. Um, what's the best course you've played at, and what is a course you want to play at besides Augusta? Uh, besides Augusta, yeah. you're lucky, said that because I would have said Augusta. He's probably closer <laughs> to playing at us than we are, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Best course I've played at. I mean, there's a couple. Um, no, I've played both Whisper Rocks up around Lower down in Arizona. I mean, Mickelson's a member there. It's a it's a pretty nice course, but I'd probably say Mirfield Village down in Columbus. I played that uh, three um, or four years ago. There's so. a free membership coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no free ads. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's for sure one of the Just it was it was my favorite. Just in the sense is like I mean it was so cinematic too. I mean like up and up and down. I yeah, mean, the undulations. Yeah, undulations and stuff like that. Uh, I'd like to go over to Europe um, and play like St Andrews or or one one something over there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean Jamie and my dad is was over there a couple. I mean, a couple times, and they say the courses over there are unreal, so I'd like to get out there. I'd love to hear it. That's pretty sick. I think I'm good, Rip. Yeah? Yeah, but I did want to say, Cole, wherever you end up playing this year, um, you know, we'll be watching you. We'll stay in contact. We'll do this again, yeah. I hope. Don't forget about us when you're when you're <laughs> a big dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, we appreciate you coming on the show today. Cole, we'll... We both, we all three of us have men's night as this is uh, yeah. being recorded. <laughs> I'm gonna so kill you for money tonight, buddy. We better hurry Sounds up and get good. to the course. And, <laughs> um, kill you for your signing bonus. Okay, <laughs> yeah. thanks so for coming on, man. We appreciate it. And we'll uh, best luck the rest of the way. Thanks, Silly. Yeah, thank you very much, Coach and, and Rip. Always a pleasure talking to you guys. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family owned and operated. 
located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of green country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling, naturally-infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. Alrighty, episode 87. Said. Said the kid. <sighs> Not said the kid anymore. But Cole Sillinger, great interview with him. We t- like we said off the top of the show, we talked about, you know, playing for your old man, in, uh, whether it was a brick or Adam. Yep. And then him moving away at a young age over to BC, back to Regina, ripping it up. Yep. He went from Todd Ripplinger to Willie Desjardins. Two of the best coaches I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good talk with Sill. And like we said, you could really tell how he opened up. You know, uh, he's very professional yep. at, at He's very mature for his. Yeah, I mean, I think I said, you know, I said, hey, I'm not Steve Eisman. So you can, you know, yeah. relax. And, and he We're did a great job. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think he handled himself well. He had fun with it. We had him in person. It was awesome. Um, you know, we wished him best of luck. Wherever he's going this year. Hey, Mike Tyson there. <laughs> Mike Tyson. That dad would take the Beth piss of, out of me. Beth of luck. <laughs> Beth, Beth. <laughs> okay. Quickly want to mention though too, is my computer somehow froze during the intro. Uh, Justin Wood. I could be wrong on this, but who knows. Finishing T3 at the Canadian Mid-Am Championships. And I think the highest finishing, and I said I think, so if you're a keyboard warrior, relax. Yeah. Oh, we since, know a guy. Since Ty Wright uh, back in 2012, I think. I think. So congrats to Woody. We'll talk to him next week. I've already texted him. And what else do you have for me? So good job, Woody. Uh, we'll go back to a little bit of golf talk here. With uh, I'm kind of glad that Bryson lost last week. With He's kind of acting like a – I don't want to say he was acting like a dickhead. <laughs> he was going through his, like, shot routine. Not uh, really yeah. shot routine. He's like – picking out yardages trying to find a club and Patrick walked by him and he told Patrick to stop walking kind of thing during playoff hole I mean there's a lot of money on the line but man you don't have to be a dickhead about it yeah and the fact that if someone yells Brooksy at an event you you have a chance of getting uh, kicked out yep and no refund towards Bryson yeah so don't uh, don't have fun anymore yeah no chirping like, I mean, I, I'm not for guys and girls throwing stuff on the ice of players and whatnot or fans or, like, throwing it at people. Yeah. That's crossing the line, but to throw a little chirp here and there, like, yeah. it's not personal. We're just, they're just busting your balls. Even if it is personal, they paid to be there. True. Yeah. 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 That's, that's how I am. I still play a high-level hockey, and I remember, like, when I was playing Humboldt, like, they had, oh, tie game here. Um, 2-2, Canada, USA. Yeah. There was people just like hanging over our bench and yelling at us, and yeah, that's fair, I guess. I was like, there's people rattled about it. Like I know our fans are rattled about it, and I was like, it's not a big deal. It's the atmosphere, then. Yeah, crazy game. Much more fun, I think. Exactly. Yeah, it was. It made it way more fun. It's better than that than having an empty arena. Especially when you score a big goal. Yeah, sick. Suck it. <laughs> uh, what else here? Oh, Brooksy versus Portnoy. Yeah. So I want. I asked you to stay on the phone on the way over here. Who do you think wins this? Dave's going to play uh, straight up against uh, Brooks Kepka. 
Brooks is in a play left-handed. I saw Brooks hit a golf ball left-handed, and I was I was I was in awe. So, and I've seen Dave hit a golf ball. <laughs> he has Frankie on the bag though. Frankie's a hell of a caddy. Yeah, not as good as me, but yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, you're better. <laughs> but I don't own this one. Like at Brooks is a lot of these pro guys, and we saw with the Dustin Johnson video with Taylor made. They're good left-handed. Yeah, like they can compete absolutely in an amateur event. I I haven't seen. Well, I've seen Brooksy make a putt. I haven't seen him swing a club. You haven't seen the drive yet. It's like no. three hundred down the pipe. Yeah, straight. I don't even need to see Brooksy swing. I know he's gonna beat Pornoy. Okay, he's there a it professional. Is. Dude, he's still gonna have the same mitts around the green. Yeah, should he'll yeah he's gonna be a better putter automatically. I feel like it's the exact same stroke the other way. How much money? If you were in, you know, you're Dave and I'm Brooks or whatever it is, or you're whatever, how much money would you pay for a mulligan? If I had those guys' bank yeah, accounts? Yeah, you're you're them. Unlimited? I feel like, uh, I feel like five grand. I feel like 100 grand a mulligan? No, like 100 grand for the total. for the. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I told you, told you on the way here. I said Portnell will spend over 100 grand a mulligans for sure. Because even more, because he he'll, he'll do whatever it is to try and beat Brooks too. <laughs> And it's gonna be a car fest. Too. Yeah, he's gonna, car, he's gonna try and get in his head. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be fun. That'll be good shit. Um, yeah. So you know, good luck to those guys. I can't wait to watch it and then recap what happens. What else we got? Nothing. That's it. What a week. Podcast time, though, Rip. Oh my god, third time tonight recording. The emergency alert is going. Take off. cover. I'm trying to watch a hockey game here. I'm listening to the fucking song. Slapshot. <laughs> Chiefs are sold. Chiefs are sold. Okay, rip, rip off the social handles if you can. No clue. Okay. <laughs> At underscore off the hosel on Twitter and Instagram. Off the hosel on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, like, retweet, share it, comment. Comment positive vibes. Yeah. That's what we need. Drink Glass Mountain Distillery. Looking yeah, oh, right yeah now. I forgot to mention that. Molson. Here it is, right from the general manager. They did a contest running in the Regina area here starting mid-September, running to December. There'll be a vodka with a Play 92 label on it. With a purchase, you get entered to win six-man hot tub and also entered to win a trip for two to Mexico. All right. Never heard of it. Check it out. Sounds like a great contest from our good friends over at Last Mountain Distillery. Rip, it's been a pleasure this week, man. Yep. We'll... Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Always love chatting. Love sports. My hips will be murdered by the next time we talk on this thing, though. <laughs> All right. Skating every day. We'll break through it. Yeah. Break it down. Grinding. Okay. We'll talk to you next week, Rip. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.